Howdy, wellness warriors. This week is an interview with Alexia. She had so much to say. And what I really love about her is her willingness to try. So she has a lot of stories in the works, but a lot of successes as well. I will list out a few. Pet allergies, fungal infections, headaches and migraines, panic attacks, postpartum depression with anxiety, plantar fasciitis, hyperthyroid, PTSD, UTI and chronic cystitis, acid reflux in babies, strabismus, and Hashimoto's, just to name a few. This is a longer podcast episode, so be sure to visit ilovehealthandhomeopathy.com for full transcripts and remedy links. Also follow I Love Health and Homeopathy on YouTube for easy sharing of story snippets with friends and family. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Health and Homeopathy podcast, where we share stories about seeking health using homeopathic remedies and other holistic tools. I'm your host, Angela Block. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you discovered homeopathy. Okay, so my name is Alessia, and I'm 32, and I have three kids, and I've been married now for 12 years. I would say the first time I actually was really introduced to homeopathy, and it was super confusing, was about four years ago. My daughter was probably about two months old, and she was having like what I would call silent reflux. So she would wake up screaming, and I would smell like vomit on her breath. I figured, okay, she probably has GERD or like, you know, reflux. And I was just trying to look up alternatives because I would refuse to give her any kind of medication. And all my kids kind of stood up, but this was different. It was like, it really smelled like acidic. So, and she would like wake up from a dead sleep screaming. I went on some boards and I actually just recently realized I came across, okay, on the dark web, I don't think it was, but you know, on those like, I go deep, I feel like I call it deep sea diving. <laughs> on like things to find alternative stuff. So you find yourself on some random chat from, I don't know, so long ago. And these moms are on there asking, and this guy's on there, and he's recommending that Bostic sex. And you give one tablet after each feeding. I, I'm the kind of person, I'm willing to try like anything. I don't really have boundaries. So I'm like, okay, I mean, that, it's gotta be more natural than anything else. So. I went and got it and I had no idea really what I was getting. I was so confused. I was like, what are all these options? Why are there so many numbers next to them? They have so many different names. Because at that point, I understood what like vitamin therapy is, like mega dosing, but I had no idea what homeopathy really was. That was the first time I'd really gotten some epicelsol and I basically gave her one tablet. And it was confusing to me how they would say, it doesn't matter if you give one tablet or more. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. What do you mean? But I also was just like, okay, I'll just give you one tablet. And I just didn't understand the concept of it. But sometimes you don't even need to understand the concept of homeopathy for it just to work. So I basically just gave her a tablet. And I just started to notice that the amount that was coming up was reducing a lot. To the point where I wasn't really needing to give it to her after a few days. And... A lot of other moms said the same thing. And I read reviews on Amazon and they were saying the same thing. And well, the guy who recommended it, his name is, I think it's Joe Lopathy. And I actually just was listening to a Facebook live by Joanne the other day. And she was talking about that's like one of her friends or somebody. And I was like, hold on a second. I looked it up and I was like, 
that's the dude who like recommended that Nat Fox exec. That's the first remedy that I basically got and saw like actively like effective. What a small world. That's, that's funny. I, I just heard about Joeopathy as well from Joette. So that's great that he's out there putting those things out there. Were there other recommendations on that thread that you were looking at and you tried um, everything or did you just try to remember? I feel like I was like 10 pages in. I mean, it was like, <laughs> he was all over. I can't remember what, what it was on. No, I'm for sure that person, like, this is like, just to encourage anyone who actually responds to stuff and posts links. I'm not mom who is going to look up the thing you posted and it changed my life. Like, like, I don't want to like, I feel like I'm going to get emotional, but like seriously, like I, and so I maybe I post on 50 different posts on different boards to help people. And maybe they look into it or not. Maybe they're serious about it or not really, but that's actually, I would say the, the next time I was really re, reacquainted with homeopathy was about I guess I would say now it's been about two years. I got my first UTI or like a bladder infection with the specific cystitis, whatever the specific thing. Anyways, I, I it just felt like one, isn't that how it happens when illness kind of happens? Like when I've heard other women or people talk about it, one thing kind of starts and then she like this domino effect and it just got pretty full blown. And, and I basically ended up just saying, okay, well, I'm going to go get it. Go get, a, I try to do it natural on my own with all this different stuff and even like high amounts of vitamin C and I just didn't notice the difference. And I really tried to do natural for like months. And I finally went into the doctors and got a test. They couldn't find anything, but I'm like, listen, like it, it's not normal. And they're like, well, we're not finding anything. And so they put me on the first thing they gave me, oh, I think I went to a walk-in clinic at Walgreens and they gave me ciproflaxin. Well, later on, I find out how terrible ciproflaxin is and how it causes all kinds of issues for people. And around that time, I started to notice eye floaters in my eyes. And I don't know what correlates with what, but I also, and then I went that, that, that's a heavy antibiotic and it did not work. And then I went back, got tested again. They're like, you know what, let's just try Macrovid. That's the first one they should have put you on, which is like anyone out there who's had chronic UTIs knows what Macrovid is. I did not know it was, but then it was like the antibiotic for like, like urinary tract infections and stuff, like cystitis, like bladder infections. That is what they usually put you on. And I'm not a fan of antibiotics at all. And so, but I was desperate. I was at the point where I'm like, I feel like I'm trying so hard. And anyways, it was a very long journey, but I was on. And then when the happening ends is my, then I guess she was 22 months old, my now four-year-old daughter. She started exhibiting, I think it's, you would say, esotropia strabismus. And what that basically is, is like lazy eye, cross eyes. And we started to just notice it coming in. At first, I thought she was just messing around. And then I started to realize that it was progressively getting worse quickly. And it really concerned me because you look into it and some people say it can be from like vaccinosis. It can be from concussion. And I never recalled any kind of concussion. So, or like anything like that. And so we didn't really know what was happening and none of our other kids had it. We don't have it in our family line. So we were kind of, I really had no idea what it is. Well, it's one of those things when you start to do research, you realize, oh my gosh, so many kids have this problem now. And most kids are wearing glasses young. They are wearing glasses because they, their eyes started turning. 
whether outwards or inwards. And I, I just started just finding out so much more. Right. And I think I was on, I was on a group called off grid and homeopathy and I ran into somebody on there and she, she basically recommended, was recommending the energy protocol that had no idea what it was. You know what I mean? At all. I think at the same time, I actually got introduced to Joe Calabrese's blogs. So I was just open. I was like, whatever. Like I had, I was like, okay. And I think before I just thought homeopathy was mostly like teething tablets and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really think, I didn't understand that like they're way more deeper acting and like really help to heal chronic things. I feel like probably more effectively than I like other things. When you're dealing with diagnoses and like serious issues, I would definitely turn to homeopathy. So she posts on there and she goes, listen, I don't have a protocol for this. She's like, here's the information to contact them through an email. And I was like, already. And so I basically send an email out to them telling them first about my daughter and then about me. And they were sending back and forth emails, basically like with remedies and protocols and stuff for us to do. And that was my first encounter with the energy protocols. And so I don't really have any understanding. I wouldn't say understanding, but of like classical, like I understand it by what I've read, but I don't have any teaching that's classical that I've studied under as like a mom or constitutional, it's like, I got right into it with basically protocols. And what's that word though? I always say she said practical homeopathy. So like, basically that's kind of how I got into it. And so I'm very open-minded. I'm also like, yeah, I do a classical or constitutional if I like, I'm, I'm open to that too, but that's when I first got into it. And I think it's so funny because a lot of people probably start with acute things. I started all of my stuff with chronic issues. So I didn't really see a lot of changes with stuff because I felt like I was taking a shot in the dark. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm just going to try this and, and do it. And it wasn't until months into it, I started actually using stuff for acute things. And I remember the first thing I did that blew me away that I never really got to see success with something that was acute was I had really bad throat pain and I Listen, I can pound some serious amounts of vitamin C. Like, we're not afraid of it here in this household. Like, I do some serious mega doses of vitamin C. So at that point, I mean, I want to say, my gosh, I don't want to scare people, but I was taking a ton, like 60 grams, which is like the same as 60,000 milligrams or something. Okay. I'm just like tossing it back. And usually vitamin C will take that inflammation from your throat, like the powder, and make it come down. But... I noticed that it wasn't like, I didn't feel terrible, but my throat, I was like, I'm really nervous. I have strep throat or something. And I remember I read something, I think on Joet's blog. And so I tried Belladonna 60 and I took it and I could not believe within five minutes, all of the pain was gone. And it was like, right. As I was going to sleep. And that was like the most, like one of those shocking moments. And I was like, Whoa. So that's one of those remedies. If someone even kind of faintly tells you they have throat pain, I'm all over it. Belladonna 60 or Belladonna. I'm like, get on it. You know what I mean? So I know that was like a mouthful. Yeah. That was awesome. That's great. No, I had the same experience. I usually use like Merxol 200 for any kind of throat pain. Oh no, throat issue. And I know that'll yeah. resolve it. 
But the other day I was having just like throat pain and I was like, this will not go away. So I hit the Belladonna three, I think I have three C and it was amazing. They let me sleep. I, it was keeping me awake. So I was like, oh, this is, but I am pregnant. So I was a little bit worried about such a low dose um, right. or a low potency, but I took it and it was phenomenal. So it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard so many, I had a friend who told me she couldn't eat or drink, barely could drink for three days. And she also would be like vitamin therapy. And I, I sent some home with her husband to give her, and she, I gave her Merck Soul 200 and I gave her Belladonna 60. And she was like, literally, this is the first time I've been able to eat in three days because oh, it was so awesome. swollen. I couldn't like get any food down. Like, I think she was saying like, she's having a hard time with applesauce. So that was a big deal. And I think she actually gave it to her son who had like a swollen lymph node. When it starts to look like a goiter on her neck. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? And she said, it gets swollen. I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I've, I've seen another kid happen before. But I never mind I've ever had it. But I do know that the body does that because it, I think it knows it's going to overtax the system at the time. So it kind of holds on to it until it's ready to release it. And she gave those remedies to him. And I think he like blew out like an excessive amount of very yucky things, right? Like basically afterwards. And she, and right after that, you, you better believe she goes, Tell me your top 10 remedies. I'm going to buy them from here. And I'm like, all right. Going back to the UTI and the kind of the lazy eye, how, how has that been going or is that resolved? So I feel like it's been kind of like, it's definitely, I have seen definitely my daughter. I ha I've had to go at it from different angles. So I, so one of the first things I learned about was upper cervical chiropractic. And what I noticed, like, really quickly what was happening is it was progressively getting worse. So I brought her to an upper cervical chiropractor and which I want to say this right. They specifically adjust the atlas and the axis and the upper, upper part of the neck, which I think they have names like C4 and stuff like that. And I want to say her eye got 30% to 40% better after that adjustment, just the one adjustment because it was out of place. And I actually went and got mine adjusted, but I had to get an x-ray because as adults, it's more solidified. And so you need to know down to the millimeter how to adjust it. And they use like a machine that just like sends like that. I was like a wavelength to it because my neck was basically straight and didn't have a curve to it. And I was really pleased with that because you don't want the eye to like, stick inwards or stick outwards because it can end up causing amblyopia. And that's basically like out, the brain shuts off vision to the eye because it just sees that it's not working. And so you definitely do not want that. So you want it to stay stable. And so I basically, I did that. That was really important. Like I suggest that a lot, if anybody's having any kind of eye issue thing, and then I started getting to the homeopathy and I was for a long time working through email with the Banerjee's and I was like trying different things. Like first it was Cyclamen 200 and forgive me if I say any of these remedies well and I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Argent Argentium was recommended at one point and now we actually see Christina Villacorda just because I feel like for a long time I was like trying to do a lot of the protocols for me and for my daughter. And I think I just could tell 
we need more specialized care, but I want to still go the Banerjee route. And, but also I was open to constitutionals, like a little bit different relation to constitutionals. It's not like I can classically just pick one, but I was ready just like to trust someone. So like we got in with, with her as our homeopath for me and two of my daughters. And, and she's kind of been walking through it with us. And I think we started to notice a lot of difference with, I tried this with the energies and I wasn't sure if I was noticing a different at the time, but basically it was Ruta 60 taking it twice a day and we started to notice differences like it seemed that I was staying straighter longer it's it, all the steps that you look for it stays straighter longer it doesn't come in as often it's not as intense it's not like the degree of it is not as much and but we're still in the process very much of working on it I, and I, we're still very open to vision therapy which is something else I looked into is basically physical therapy for the eyes. And so I'm kind of waiting for our optometrist to basically give us the okay, go on that. So I'm basically keeping it stable for now. And because she's hitting four, this is the age when kids start to do a lot more close-up work and learn to read. And that's when it really can magnify an intensity for a lot of kids. So you really want to keep it stable so they can start strengthening it. And then for me, with the urinary stuff, I did a lot of it on my own. I felt like I didn't notice a lot of differences, except for when they put me on Cantharis 200. That for sure took away, I would kind of like pee and I would feel this like, I would, I would totally empty my bladder and then I would stand up and I would feel this, it never would leak, but I would feel this feeling like a burning was coming down. And it was so frustrating. And I felt like, why is this happening? I just ended. So I sit back down again and a little bit more would come out. Well, when I started taking Cantharis, I noticed that that disappeared. And for the specific for like that burning. Now I'm working with Christina. She, she would have me on staff superior 200. I don't know that I'm really noticing a difference, but I just kind of, I've learned to just wait it out. And said, and just with homeopathy, you just gotta be like, chill. You just gotta, you can still do vitamin therapy. You can still do other stuff. If you're always doing that homeopathy in the background and, and you just need to have patience because really in the end, I feel like it is the thing that is going to uproot most of the things. And so I've just kind of learned to do that and have patience. And I want to say it's been like what you kind of just notice one day. Hey, I'm not having this issue anymore. This is less frequent. This isn't happening at night anymore. And so I think I've now got on Safsavaria, Safsavaria, like one M. And I take, I bet it's like very infrequent, like once a week or something, or once every two weeks. And I've really noticed that maybe I'll have one day that's like a little bit more intense at nighttime if I've had a couple of sparkly waters or something. And then I'll kind of notice like I'm wanting to go to the bathroom more, but a lot of my stuff has resolved with, I would just say it's so embarrassing. People are like, where are some of the biggest things you've noticed? I'm like, all of my stuff has been female things. So I can get into it, but we're going to get really graphic and intense. And my husband, at this point, he's so used to it, but I have to be like, I'm not trying to be intense, but I really will go there with anything. 
I feel like I can't really talk about a lot of it because it's all, but it's like women things. I mean, I've known it, just seen a lot of resolution of things just because it's kind of like when I first got that UTI or whatever it was, it's kind of like a lot of things got imbalanced down there. And it just was like all at once. And it was so discouraging. And I tried all the things like probiotics and all those things like that, but they just, I feel like you're always dependent on them. And I really don't like that. I, what I like about homeopathy is the goal of it is that you will eventually come off of it. It's to heal. You might have to come back to it again, but it's not to be dependent on it for the rest of your life. Like when you're doing alternative therapy, you know what I mean? And so I think that's what I'm so drawn to it for. And I'm still, I mean, I feel like my, a lot of my bladder stuff is really resolved, but I've noticed I've recommended since then Canthars 200. I've seen it really help with sunburns, but I recommend it to people all the time for any kind of like chronic societies. So I, I know a mom and a daughter who both take it and the daughter has been taking antibiotics since she was like two and like kind of got on that cycle and would just keep getting them. And I would, I told her to get cancer. She's literally, they leave within a day. And it's, and I know that it's almost like it's healing her. You know what I mean? Where she's going to stop getting them this much. And the mom was telling me that she was going to the bathroom like six times a night. Like she would just feel this like uncomfortableness like this irritation that like just have to go to the bathroom and she started taking canthars 200 i think it was twice a day and i, I did consult the banerjee suit email on that just because so, i was also asking them about for a call for ibs for her and extreme food intolerance and stuff like that so i was trying to get like specific remedies for her and she really noticed a big difference with the canthars where she was bound to going to the bathroom like once a night twice a night and, and this was like something she dealt with for years. And I just thought that that's so crazy. Like the things that people kind of just live with and you don't have to live with them. You know what I mean? But they, but she had so many other things. She's not thinking, Hey, I want one more diagnosis for something. You know what I mean? She goes, this isn't giving me pain. I'm not going to really worry about it. Yeah. Well, that's right. But yeah, to think if she were to continue, I mean, or her daughter to continue on those antibiotics. I mean, it's just, oh. that just is downhill versus I love the uprooting. It just sounds so uplifting. You have to be like, you're going to get over it. Whereas the other way around, you're just hosed. So that's awesome. I'm interested to be said about the IBS and the there was something else you mentioned for her, but I, I, unless there was like some stark resolution on that, did she have any kind of like success stories with that? Or is that something you're not following up with? Um, well, I would say with her, because what happened is she was consistent with it. And when I, I guess take a case that I guess basically just like, I sit down and go, tell me your diagnosis, tell me your symptoms and explain them to me. And I, I basically went through with her and I told her to listen, this is something that you've had an issue with for 10 years. I do not know how long it could take. Some people start to know this the difference within a week. It's crazy. And sometimes it takes over a year or years to offer like food intolerances or allergies. And I know that. And so I'm like, we just don't know. But I was like, but if you're already not eating gluten, and she can't have soy or she literally has like anaphylactic shock kind of thing. Like she needs like an EpiPen, like her throat starts to close. And so she couldn't have soy in anything. And I was like, you're already living with this. But what about if that soy that's like dangerous to you gets to the point where 
you just don't do well with it. But it's not like it's going to kill you. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know what it looks like or how long like you're willing. And I always stress like you have to put the work in. You're the one who's taking them. I can't do it for you. And you've got to want this. And so I'm pretty like upfront with people, but I'm like, hey, but seriously, this is a serious alternative. I'm not just like telling you take a probiotic or have some fish oil. I'm like telling you an alternative to actual medicine. Like this is what people are really looking for. And I, I really do believe that. And I think she got on the protocol for IVF and she was, that's an diagnosis she actually had. And she noticed that no longer was happening. And then she noticed the difference with her bladder. Cause I asked her, I think I said, tell me your four most immediate, like problematic things that you have. We were just going to do the first four. And I know IBS was one. The bladder thing was one. I was like, another thing is she had PTSD. And so I, I had her get on Ignatia 200C twice a day. And she would have like flashbacks and stuff. And she, she noticed a huge difference with that. Like where, and she wouldn't take any kind of antidepressant or anything like that. So it really made a difference. Like she had a very hard time with insomnia and going to sleep because she would be dealing with PTSD syndrome. And she noticed a huge difference. And with that, with the IBS, she still had food intolerances, but she would tell me anytime her stomach started to hurt, even if she would, she ate something that was gluten-free and soy-free, sometimes she'd still, she told me the pain was so bad in her stomach, it was like being electrocuted and... I was like, that sounds really intense. And so she was on, I think it was like tuberculin on 200C once a day, which I don't know the specifics of everything, but when you look at a lot of protocols and you see that that's usually like once every 14 days, you're like, man, this must be for like really intense stuff if they're giving it once a day. And like the way that they're trying to hit it is from a different angle. And but I know that she told me Nook's Malacar 30 really made a difference for her. If she started having stomach pain, she would take that even as an SOS, like an acutely. She also took Lycopodium 200C. She noticed a huge difference in that with bloating. I have also noticed that. Lycopodium is pretty amazing. If, if anybody's got any problem with bloating or flatulence, that is the one for you. And I actually, I don't know why I'm more drawn to the 200 than the 30. I know that's what's recommended for us. I think because I was taking 30 for a couple of months, didn't notice much difference. The 200 I did because it's in both the acid reflux protocol, which I have definitely noticed a difference with Iris 200, Versicolor, and the Lycopodium. And I know it's also in the hypothyroid protocol. And I notice when I take Lycopodium, my skin doesn't break out. And I'm wondering if it's because it's detoxing my liver. My liver needs help because I usually take like grass-fed liver pills or freeze, flash freeze, like actual liver and I'll swallow it. I cannot eat it, but it makes my skin look amazing. But as soon as I stop taking it, it starts to not look so great anymore. But that's something I did notice with like a protein, but she definitely noticed a lot of differences. I haven't really been in contact with her anymore, but she's the same one that her daughter would take a lot of antibiotics and she noticed a lot of differences. I mean, she's somebody, and I wonder if people with a lot of issues more start to notice a big difference when they've been on, I don't know, I have my own, I don't want to say the theory, but 
I, I kind of had this feeling like when people had been on a lot of medications and she was on heavy medications where she was on some kind of medication that would tell your brain your stomach wasn't hurting. I don't know what it was, but it basically, because she'd get those electrical shots after she ate and it would just tell her like, oh, you're not having that pain there. It wasn't healing it. It was just kind of doing that. But at the same time, I think that's the same medication that severely destroyed her teeth. Like she needed to get sillage dental work done because it was like le leaching the nutrients. That, I mean, like she needed so many cavities filled and root canals and stuff like that. And it just destroyed her teeth. And I think it's just like a really dangerous drug basically that she was taking. And I've just noticed people that are on a lot of like pharmaceuticals and don't really do natural things and they start to do like homeopathy, I feel like I notice a real big difference with them really quickly because I feel like their body has been starved trying to heal itself and just needed that nudge. And it's like pretty dramatic differences. This is just what I've noticed like just in my own experience is I've just seen some of the people that are the most in pain or just just have a lot of like autoimmune issues and stuff start to notice a lot of differences and it's a big deal for them. It's incredible. Well, and to think that their issues are compounded by these side effects. And so once you yeah. start healing the root, the body's, oh yes, thank God, we can stop destroying everything else and try to fix this one thing. Any other kind of big stories that you want to share? Let me see. Oh, actually, with the woman that I met on that other group, she she literally directed me to the energy. But I I was messaging her and I was telling her, hey, I had this left knee pain, and it's a pain that I would get after I had my second child. You nursing a lot. I'm a I'm a chronic like Indian style sitter. Like I always sit with my legs crossed. Like right now I'm in a chair and I still do it. And I, I just sit on my legs a lot. And so when you're nursing, I'm doing your nursing work like eight times a day and my legs would be up. And well, what I would notice is when I would go to straighten out my leg, I mean, I would want to scream out. The pain was so bad. And I didn't know it was wrong. And I want to say I had that problem for nine months after postpartum with my second and then it kind of resolved and it's, I, I figured oh it must have been some weakness in my knee and it wasn't like they injured it or anything well fast forward my third child I basically had her and then nursing this pain came back again and I it was like 18 months postpartum and it was going nowhere and I wasn't even nursing anymore and I thought well if I start like doing more exercise or weight bearing on it it'll start getting better and it just didn't well, I went ahead and I asked this lady, though, this is the pain I'm having. And she, it sounds like osteoarthritis. Well, I'm kind of like, that sounds good tip, but she's just giving me a diagnosis. And basically, I tell, you know, I even tell my chiropractor, he's like, you don't have that. You're too young. Because at the time, I'm like 29 years old. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But then this woman, her own daughter had just had a baby. And she's like, my daughter had that same pain. And I don't know if it was in her knee as well or somewhere else. And she's, my daughter started taking Symphidum 200 or less tops, 30, mixed together twice a day. And she's like, this might not happen to you. She's like, but my daughter noticed a difference within days. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm willing to do this. You know what I mean? And try. And I know you're supposed to get at least two months, sometimes three months for a protocol. So I started on it and... I'm telling you, I don't, I didn't feel like I was, 
I noticed any difference, but I was like, I'm in this for the long haul. I'll go ahead and get to two months and reassess it. And would you believe around two months, it was just gone. And I was like, you're like questioning, is this for real? And maybe it was slowly leading. It wasn't as intense. And I forgot how intense it was at first, but literally around two months, it just left. And so I kept on it for another two weeks because I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and it just didn't, and I didn't have problem again. And it's been now 18 months and I still have not had a problem. And there might be a day where I like maybe overdo it and it just feels a little bit like, I want to say, I want to say the word stretchy. That's not the word I mean. Um, just overdid it and, but it's fine the next day. And because I think I just need to strength train more. And, and I've actually come back to that protocol. And I never got diagnosed with osteoarthritis. Okay. I'm not really a fan of going to the doctors just to get diagnosis, which I know that's a big part of the energy protocol. But I'm not really a fan of like, personally, I think sometimes you do need to, but like with my bladder stuff, I mean, they were wanting me to go to the neurologist. And I knew that that was going to be thousands of dollars for them to basically peddle expensive medicines to me and tell me I have interstitial fasciitis. I was not having that. So I just, I think like I'm very wary of getting diagnoses, but I know that it is highly recommended for protocols. And so sometimes that's hard for me because I don't really want to be diagnosed with something. So that's, I think it's helpful, right? To find someone who's, Hey, this sounds kind of like this, just try it. And I'm like, okay, like I, my TSH numbers were kind of high and I never, I don't even know the correct wording, but like my T3 free or T4 something, you need to go to get all this tested. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I can't commit. I was like on Medicaid. I was like, I can't convince them to do the testing. They're not having it unless it look like I'm dying walking in here. They're not going to do that testing. And so I just basically figured, hey, my CSH looks high and I feel really tired and I feel like I want to take a nap every day at two o'clock and I can't get off the couch. So I'm guessing something's going on in my thyroid. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and try the hypothyroid protocol. I hope like I'm not freaking anybody out, but I, which is basically, we know it's, it's bromium 60 twice a day and then lycopodium 30C twice a day. Well, you have to remember, I've already tried lycopodium 30C for, I guess it'd be like edema. Like I would kind of, my hands would kind of swell up in the heat when I was walking and I was going to see if it would help that. And it didn't. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go straight to the 200C and then try that. I want to say I was on it. I noticed a difference within a week. I want to say I was on it only a total of three or four weeks or something. And I haven't gone back on it. And that's been almost a year ago that I did that. And I kind of did that on my own. And I definitely noticed a difference. Like I felt like I don't take naps anymore. And which is a big deal because I homeschool three kids and I would be very tired and I'm, I'm not. And so I'm, I've seen that work. So that's definitely something I'll tell people. Hey, but I've also tried like Sepia 200C, right? Every three days. And that really did nothing for me. I think it would be helped a little bit in the beginning, but that's something I did for a long time. And I still recommend that to people all the time because I think it might be the right one for them. But that's something that just, it never did anything for me. 
maybe it would another time, like maybe postpartum it would do something, but it just never really was the one for me. Well, for the Sepia 200, did you take that for a long time? Like, I'm super impressed that you did the two months of the Symphitamin Rest Tox. And <laughs> well, just to go back to that as well, like, so it wasn't getting better, but then one day it was better. Is that what you're saying? Or you just kind of didn't notice? You kind of forget how intense something was. Like when you're at the part where I would straighten my leg and it's, you want to yelp out loud. It's, and I wasn't really doing that. It was just hurting. And I think I was, I think I was just very, I don't know, questionable. You know what I mean? And you're just like, am I making this up? And I, that's something that I want to encourage people. I feel like with homeopathy, it's very easy to just be like, am I just, placeboing this thing right now my just wanting this to happen and I've really had to come out of that mindset of no you're not just wanting it to happen it really is doing something and so I yeah I just I stuck with it and I couldn't believe it and that has been that was such a good lesson for me because it's taught me that longevity with going with protocols or even if your homeopath right puts you on something and you're on it for four months and you're just like why am I not seeing the big difference? I've just learned, just trust the process. And if it's not the right one, then you move on. But just, it's okay. You don't have to, with any, like Rome wasn't built in a day. Like you don't have to power through. And I definitely, that's something I've had to just teach myself so much because I'm a go-getter. If there's something, like if there's another way to do something that's a natural or alternative way, because I don't want to do medicine or whatever the thing is I'm going to find it and I'm going to research till I find it and I think I've just had to learn like you have the patience and the waiting but yeah I mean I I was really happy that I waited because I wouldn't have seen that and then again I got I feel like I'm prone to plantar fasciitis and so I started having that and that was really painful in my arches well I went ahead and I started back on it that protocol again but this time I tried it with the rest tox 200c And it took two and a half months this time to make the plantar fasciitis go away. And I started to feel like, is it ever going to work? And I just learned, okay, just wait. And about two and a half months in, and if anyone's ever had that, that is something that doesn't just go away. Like you have to stop whatever made it happen, like chronic bad exercising or whatever. But because I've had plantar fasciitis last for nine months one time and I didn't know that's what it was, but it wasn't until I got pregnant and doing like really intense like beach body workouts that I realized it, it just needed to rest, but it took a very long time for it to heal. And so I know that even if it took two and a half months and the resolution of it, it was the homeopathy that did it. It wasn't something else. You know what I mean? Like I've learned that like when it does work, even if it takes a long time. Uh, you took the rest talks 200 C. Yeah, because I think, <clears throat> I think of one of Christina's blogs, I think the banner days are, are her definitely recommend a lot of for the kind of things for ligaments and tendons and muscles, a lot of 200 potencies. Mm. Now when you would do the protocol, right? It's 30 C. So I just like, let me try it and let me see if it would like work faster. Cause I think at the time, I don't remember what it was. Maybe I was already on it for something. And then I was just like, let me just try the 200 to see if that would be more effective. And I didn't notice it was more effective. It still took a long time. But I've definitely, I think because I kind of flat arches, I'm more just like foot injury prone. And so I wear like minimalist barefoot shoes now. 
and, and we have for a couple of years, but you basically have to retrain your feet that a lot of the muscles have atrophy. So you have to retrain them to strengthen. And if you overdo it, you can make an injury because you're basically strengthening these muscles in your toes that like haven't been working for since childhood, basically. Cause like uh, a lot of our shoes now are like a form of foot binding just because they don't like really make your foot move the way that they're supposed to. And so I think I'm, I'm just very prone to having just overdoing it for my arches and my feet in general. I know I will say my Ignatia 200i have taken that twice a day on multiple occasions. Maybe I'm just taking it for two weeks or three weeks. And I really have a lot of hope. Something when I've been postpartum multiple times, I've had postpartum anxiety. And so I have gone on Zola for, I mean, like a top to five or six months postpartum. And then I basically make myself get off of it because I don't want to be on it, but it's so hard because I start having panic attacks. And where I'm not sleeping, I go to lay down and my body is shaking and we still want to have more babies. And that is a remedy I very much am looking forward to having another pregnancy where I get to utilize homeopathy in it. And super, super excited to get to use like cell salts and just like helping my hormones and like any kind of pain management or whatever, specifically postpartum, because I never want to go on Zoloft ever again. I think it's terrible, but I do think that sometimes you're at a point where you're like, I'm not able to function and you have to get to a place where you're able, whether that's like you're seeing a counselor and like dealing with the issue that's at hand or whatever the fear is or whatever, or like being able to come off of it because I don't like to be dependent on anything. And so that is definitely a remedy that I want to say around the time that we had the election, basically I started to get this feeling that I, I, I wasn't depressed and I wasn't anxious. It was like, it was something else. It was in February when everything was like being finalized and stuff. And I started to notice, I could tell you now what it was is I was warning. It wasn't exact. And I never had that happen before, but I knew that something was very off with me. I would just see, I'm a very, obviously you can tell very talkative, extroverted, outgoing person. And I would just catch myself just being quiet and just like thinking too much and being like, what is the future of my kids going to look like? And my thoughts are just going so far that way. And I don't know if I, someone recommended it on the group and I said something or <clears throat> I talked to someone else and so you should try it Ignatia twice a day. And I was like, okay. I think at that point I hadn't really had any anxiety issues or anything. So I hadn't really seen it be effective. Well, I went ahead and I took it and you better believe the first dose, I noticed a difference. And I want to say by the third dose, I was like, I was back to my old self again. So within a day and a half. And so I knew that something was definitely off. It was like, I was almost going too far into like grieving. And that was really crazy to see that. That was like, I definitely started encouraging other women that they have been just, I find a lot of women who are socially, have a lot of social anxiety or just are very, get very anxious. And I'm, I'm like, and they just kind of live in a state of anxiety. I'd please give this remedy a try. I also have used Aconite 200 when 
like fear comes upon you. I'm talking about like an active panic attack and I have definitely seen that work too. So both of those remedies are, I mean, have changed my life, especially I think not almost like what does it say? Not tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Don't try to worry about tomorrow today. And so I feel like it's like really showing me I don't need to be fearful of what's going to happen postpartum. I don't need to be fearful of what what's going to, what's it going to be like. And I'm just, I'm going to trust that like Jesus is going to heal me and I'm going to be fine. And also just know that there's a lot of remedies that we have in the physical that can really help us and help our body to align and to be able to deal with the issues that are in front of us, not ignore them or hide them away or pretend like they're not there, but to face them head on, but to kind of get control of the, I, I almost feel like the, like the serotonin or whatever, the cortisol, all those things kind of going out of whack, kind of helping the body to calm down so that you, you can actually focus on whatever is in front of you so that you can deal with it. If that makes sense. I love it. And it's, it's so interesting to think about it. It's so empowering. I think to have homeopathy, because I, like you're saying, like, we don't shy away from facing the issue because we know that there can be an answer through homeopathy. So in fact, we like dive in and like you were talking about for being pregnant. So I am pregnant now. And the other day I was just, I think the first time I was just feeling really weak. And so I was like leaning into that. I was like, okay, this is definitely gelsenium. And so I did that and like in no time I was better. And then the next day I was just noticing how like sad I was. And I am not a sad person like at all. Normally I'm usually very joyful during my pregnancies. And so that was really weird. And I'd really never actually taken Ignatia before, but I was like, I told my husband, I was like, I need some Ignatia. (laughs) He went and got me some. And I took it. I had a good cry. I talked it out. And it was so much better. So I was like, oh, thank God. You're just knowing that those symptoms are like gold. Each little thing is just a golden nugget to figure out what the right remedy is that you like lean into them and you embrace it and you don't hide from them and you resolve them quickly. It's such a blessing. Oh, I know so that it doesn't become this chronic like thing that turns into other things. I mean, yeah, it really is. I, I still have so much. I feel like I really know Joette's blogs and Christina's blogs, and I really know the protocols, but beyond that, I really have so much to learn. I feel like there's a lot more people who really know, know the remedies and their like characteristics and like the more full-bodied, and I don't, like, I, I don't know how to look it up and find, just look through a bunch of remedies. And I guess I feel like I, I wouldn't say I don't have trust in it. I feel like I don't have confidence to do that. I know Gelsevian, I've seen work. My husband had a headache. He's crazy. I give him a remedy. He's just, he doesn't, he doesn't take anything. He's always been like, I don't need stuff, whether it's Pepto-Bismol or whatever. Just uh, since I've known him, he just kind of like toughs it out. And I gave him, he had a headache one day and I gave him Gelsevian 30. And then I think I tried just Gelsevian 6 and he's, whoa, it like, just gotten better he'll have an immediate change and i'm almost like are you are you telling the truth and he's i promise it definitely and i'm like that's crazy but then sometimes it'll kind of like creep back up again and but like he'll have that happen he's had that happen with i think that's just like how his body works it's almost like immediately he'll know what the right remedy is because it'll be a significant change i don't necessarily have that happen for me so I had, I think it was one of the suggestions for my daughter for the strabismus. 
And so I had it and I remember just thinking, I think I gave them 30 secrets. I think that Yeltsin 30 was the first one that I had. And I actually got it originally for headaches. Just, I think I saw Joe's headache charts. So I got just a bunch of them just to try out. And I got the 6C specific for my daughter. And then I thought, well, let me try the 6C. And I tried the 6C and that, he said that that was more effective than a 30. Like he didn't notice the difference in the 30. Mm-hmm. And so, but he also had that, had that type of headache again. So that's a good thing, but it's been hard trying to figure out the other ones he has because he, he gets a headache that like an overworked, which I've given him the next model pitch in 104. And you know, he's always kind of dealt with insomnia. And so we tried cochlea for a while. And I think that that kind of helped because he kind of gets an active mind. But I think he kind of has been doing the nuts off for 200 because he, he does counseling and he'll counsel for 10 hours straight with five minute breaks in between. And I think he, it's just such a strain on him. And when he finally gets home, like, I think it's like just that overwork mentally on his mind, it, like it'll, it'll exhibit with like a headache or yeah. Did you ever think, I mean, do you, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but to think if he would just respond better to the lower potencies, did you, have you tried like a next why six you, version? I didn't think about that. I'm wondering, well, I don't even have a next monocrit six. Hmm. I don't even think I've ever seen that as a thing, but I mean, I have 30 C, I guess I could try that. It might be an interesting yeah, yeah, and just see if that if he notices a bigger difference. I do know my, oh my gosh, my husband's had a big stream. So, so basically, one day he had a break for work, and he near his job. There's like this place like you can kind of run by the water, and he he's like into minimalist shoes, and he didn't have his shoes with him, so he's oh, also just barefoot run. <laughs> so. He is, he wants to run in the grass that's next to the sidewalk. Well, there was like, I guess like it rained a lot and the bay kind of like the water came up and there was like dead fish in the grass. So he was like, oh, I don't want to run on the grass. I'll just run on this concrete. And I want to say he ran for three miles. Oh my gosh. No shoes on, on the concrete. Well, let me tell you what basically happened. He got a huge blister. And my husband is a picker. So he likes to pick things. So he was like, you know what? I just need to pick this and if just leave the blister alone. And so when it finally kind of like dried out, there's this like dead bubble basically right on the bottom of his foot. And it's huge. Oh my gosh, Angela, he, he pulled it off. Oh, it's like, it's like you're dealing with a child. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, stop. And he's like, you kind of like over like on the bed and he's kind of giving me this look. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, babe. And I'm like, what did you do? And he was like, I pulled off my blister. Not, and I have a thing with, not with skin stuff, but something with scab and like pulling skin off where it's like raw. And I was like, no. And I was like, no. And he get hurt so bad. So basically he did it. And then he reads everything afterwards. Like, never do this because it will be terrible. Well, it was so terrible for days. He, it was, he was telling me it was hurting so bad. It looked like a muscle under there. Maybe even like skin. It was so bad. And he was like in so much pain. We were driving and he told me it's unbearable. Like my foot is throbbing so bad. I cannot handle it. So I whip out my remedies and I'm like, 
try to look around the words. I don't even remember what words I was using. I know you use the word blister and stuff. And I came across Arnica and I, I don't know if I just, I only, I don't even own an Arnica 30C. Recently, I realized I don't even own 30C because I only used Arnica. Is it, I used Arnica 3C for, I think it's like the, the, the Veracruz vein protocol and or like hemorrhoids protocol. So I have that, but I don't have a 30C. I just have a 200C and I have a 1M and I have a 10M. And so I, I just gave him a 200C. You better believe it. Just like I told you before, he goes, he was like in so much pain and I feel better. And I look at him and I'm like, stop, stop. Don't, you're being ridiculous. I think you have serious placebo effect. And you know, it's for real, like the throbbing is gone. I feel so much better. And I was like, that is crazy. And so it's really crazy that that worked really well with him. I know that we've had other ones too. I know it's super late. I have one more really funny. I have some funny ones. The best of the funny ones, right? I have one. So my mom who also has been very open to homeopathy. She has been, it's really crazy, probably about a year and a half ago, was diagnosed, my my same chiropractor, because she was having vertigo, and he adjusted her, and she stopped having vertigo. And she had vertigo, I guess she told me it was like over a year, and she'd had it for three days straight. And it was like she couldn't even work. I thought I told her, like, just gotta go to the chiropractor. Something is off. Like, you need to, like, get it adjusted. And... Well, she, she, he told her you have scoliosis from birth. She's never heard that before. And she's in her sixties. I was like, that's crazy. And she also had some doctors tell her, we are seeing some arthritis on the bones. We are seeing, I don't know, some other of degeneration. And she's kind of like, I don't accept this. And she's also into natural things. She's very open-minded. And so she, they kind of told her these things and she started having a bulging this. And it was very painful and it was super extreme. And she ended up doing, you know, physical therapy and she's very consistent with it. And she really, I really feel like she healed it because she started, I think she ended up doing like whole 30 for 30 days, but she also did the physical therapy, but she was on, you know, heavy medication in the beginning and she really didn't like it. And I want to say she got, she took some steroids like that first, but didn't take any more steroids after he was like, I don't know how steroids work, but she took a five-day supply of them or something like that. So I don't know how long they lasted, but she never took them again after that. And she didn't take any of the really intense, I don't know, is gabapentin one or is that something else? Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, just like everything was like pentin something, just listed at the end, oxy something. Anyways, she was taking some of that makes her stomach hurt really bad medications that are like for pain. She's not a fan of them, like codeine or anything like that. And so she didn't want to be on it. And I go, okay, well, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to contact the Banerjee's and I'm going to find like what they recommend. I'm going to tell them exactly what's going on with you, your history and stuff. So they recommended, I know that they had her on, I would say it was so Symphitum 200C. And I think it was twice or three times a day. And then CalCFOS 3X, and I think that was two or three times a day. And Hypericum 200. And they kind of almost always stick with 200. Now, if I talk to someone else, they'll be like, go up to 1M, go up to 10M. So she did take some 10M. 
And because the pain was so excruciating, she could not sit down at all. And she, and I think the other thing she couldn't stand. So she had to move and walk or she had to lay down and she could not. And it was, it was terrible. It was really hard. She had, she's a really high pain tolerance. And I say it was really hard seeing her in that much pain. And I thought, I don't know how to help you. And I really, so I did a lot of research and I just kept trying to like get started. Well, she got all the remedies and even, and she even did, I think, Arnica 1M and just for inflammation and stuff. And she did, to this day, she's still on some vitamin 200 and Calcifox 3X. It's just, I think just to help her bones heal long-term and because it's part of the scoliosis protocol. And so just to rebuild those bones. And I know I, I, I jumped around, like they were saying my mom, but back to the funny story is one time I was at my mom's house and my mom made lemonade. And she used milk fruit and she used a lot of it. Okay. And I don't know if you know this about alternative sweeteners in general. I think they have a laxative effect. So she, I remember thinking, this is pretty good. She's like, yeah, it's all milk fruit. And I was like, it's really sweet. And she's like, maybe I'll do less next time. One thing she used an excessive amount. Anyways, within an hour, I want to say this was back in during like New Year's time, within an hour, my whole family used the restroom, okay? <laughs> and it was not, and it wasn't like, oh, I just had my bowel movement of the day. It was like, like no pain. There was no stomach pain, but it was just like complete liquid, okay? Complete liquid. And everybody went to the bathroom and it was, it was like burgling. And it was like, oh, something's off. And well, I think me and my husband, it took the longest to hit. And I started to feel like really, I don't know how to explain it, like ill, like out of it. I felt like a mixture of the, just like I started, my stomach started to blow up. It was just getting so hard and round. And I asked my husband, like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I think, like, mom, that was the only thing that we had. And we drank a good bit of it. And I was like, Colin, I was like, what, 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 what's happening? Does this happen to you? He's like, I don't feel good. We both are like laying on the couch. Or I really don't feel good. And I was like, well, I think we've overindulged in something. And it's that monk for, it's overdoing us. Let me go ahead and take notes on the 30C. I'm telling you within 10 minutes, it's like the bloat went away. Like we felt so much better. Like I felt out of it it was so weird it was like my body was like I don't know it was like hung over from that month for I don't know how to explain it I mean I felt hung over it was crazy and then I felt so much better because you take the noxonica right when you've overdone it with anything and we have definitely overdone it with the monk fruit poor mom good to know about monk fruit too take it easy on the you had one about pinworms oh my gosh yes oh I'm so any friends who have appearing this, I am notorious, notorious for talking about pen words. Okay. <laughs> like I am that person, like people, <laughs> they dread somehow they say any conversation, I find a way to work it in any conversation. So and I, I let people know about the life cycle of the pen worm, the difference between the female and male version of the pen worm. I can identify them. Listen, I know way too much about the pinworm. And I I remember looking up fear of pinworms because I felt like I was so 
treating it so many times. And I just said the word for fear of worms, no, not fear of worms, just fear or pin worms specifically. And I just, I've dealt with it so many times. First, it was like my first child and then my second child. And I don't know that I've ever seen it in my third, but I'm sure she was still getting it. But I've used that Pyrantel, Pamruit. It's like basically that, Joette talks about it. It's basically like a pesticide, a low-level pesticide you're giving to your kids. But it is one of those things where you're like, I just will not wait for this to work itself out for three months. I just will not. So I basically, I have friends who have it like on their, <laughs> on their subscribe and save. Okay. It's like, it's like a rotation. They get it in there because once one kid gets it, the other ones are bound to get it. Or I have a friend who she sees her son like shoveling dirt into his mouth. <laughs> she, she, she gets a notification. She sees her husband went and bought some to have shipped to the house. Just seeing it in his son, shit, like kind of like... I'm just waiting for it to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had extensive experience with the pinworm and I hate it so very much. And when I, I think it on the group, what I had talked about is my daughter, I mean, I would treat her and then I don't know if it was like six weeks later, I would see them again. And so I dread the moment where she's, I feel like it's itchy and I'm like, no. No, because you have to basically get a light, you have to check, you have to make sure they're not there. And when you see them, you just want to cry. It's the worst. And so I finally looked up, I think it was in the additional protocols book. And I got, and it's in a success twice a day and Ticrium to intercede twice a day. And so I went ahead and I got those. I think I already had them. And I just was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to treat her one more time with the Pyrantel, which I know it's called Reason, like pinworm medicine or something. And, and then basically then I just keep her on this protocol. And so I just kept her. So I want to say insulin recommended four months or something. So I think for four months, she was on that protocol. And I did not see any during that time at all. And but what was really crazy is I finally figured, because I asked Christina, she's like, yeah, just keep on going. I think it was three or four months. She's like, keep going. You're fine. I'm like, okay. So I kept her on it and I didn't see any pinworms. And it's the craziest thing. I stopped it for five days. You better believe my daughter told me. I had something itching and I'm like, no. so... And I was like, no, this is not fair. This is not right. <laughs> and so I, I look and of course she had thin ones and I was like, this is so weird. And, and so basically I talked to Christina about it and she goes, go back on the protocol until the next time I see you basically. And so she's like, I'm going to try to get a deeper acting remedy that's specific for her. Cause she was just telling me some kids think of things like mosquito bites or lice or pinworms are just, some kids are just, it's attracted to them. And so it's been interesting. It's been, I, I really love the protocols and I feel like they're really great. Like when, when I'm introducing it to people who never heard of homeopathy or, you know what I mean? They're like trying to work on things. I definitely am like, Hey, this isn't besides the remedy. Just try it. You don't have anything to lose. And it's not that expensive. Like this bottle, you spent, get two bottles or something. 
I don't last you more than six months. Like it's worth trying. Like my aunt is trying the high blood pressure protocol and the cholesterol protocol, even though I had, I sent her a lot of literature about cholesterol and how like it's kind of demonized and just kind of explaining that to her, but still the Banerjee's had a protocol for it, but you can try. And so she's on both of those. And I think she's seeing a difference with the high blood pressure protocol and she checks her blood pressure and it's like stabilizing. And I think it's still, it's still the early days that I'm like very interested to know that's not something I'm dealing with. So it's good to know. It's so cool to see. I mean, it's not cool because I don't want anyone to ever be ill, but just different diseases and things that people are dealing with and bringing them to like, even in one area to help that's an alternative to taking medication or whatever, or antidepressants or a friend. Oh, that's what it is. I had a friend who had passion murders and she's not super consistent with taking things, but she did take Sepia 200 C and she noticed within a month, I mean, her menstrual stuff. I mean, she, she had it so bad where she would get fevers while she was menstruating. And oh, she right. would go on the couch for days, like not me able to move. And she's a hardy girl. Like she is tough. And just, she had a lot of the markers of sepia. I mean, I could tell it's like, this really looks like it's for you. And, and I mean, the menstrual headaches, the, it's like vaginal throbbing, you know what I mean? Just like a lot of things. And she started to really notice it working for her. And I see there's a couple of things I'm still working on. Like I still get a menstrual headache. A left side menstrual headache, and I have gone through a lot of varieties, and it's still being worked on. And it's it's like once a month, but it's that one time once a month where I end up taking Excedrin, and I don't ever take Excedrin, but and I don't want to, but it just has gotten bad. And I do feel like it has lightened up in a way. So I'm like, it's it's kind of hard because I have one shot once a month to basically take notes on it. And do I notice it getting better? You know what I mean? And so it's very difficult trying to work on those kind of things. And, but, and I've gone through a couple of remedies. I feel like, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the ones that we've done for it. I mean, I remember I tried Sephi and I've tried, I've done, I think I'm in a, I'm in a 1M potency for Lachesis right now to see, to see if it's like going to help with my, with the headache. I do feel like. There's times where I'm about to go to sleep. I'm able to go to sleep without taking medicine because I just kind of sleep through it. But this last time I had it, oh my gosh, it lasted through the night into the next day. And I didn't end up needing to take any medicine because it was almost black flame. Like it was coming and going. It was very strange. It definitely was it's sensitive to light. Like I'd rather just close my eyes in the dark room. And it's just frustrating. You're just like, why am I getting this? I remember you writing on that because you were having a migraine, weren't you? Yeah, I was having some of the nuts. But yeah, I ended up taking, it was a cuprum and an arnica. And that hit, I think it was a low, that low potency arnica. So same like the belladonna where I think that's meant for the more of the pain management. And then that stopped working and I ended up taking the spagelia because there was a Joette, a blog, and I think she did a podcast on it. And it was like, she'd given it to her son who had this like crazy migraine. And I, I started taking that for a while and that really helped too. Did you take it in a 30 or a 200? I probably only had it in a 30 because it was it's probably in the 100 kit. Then I have the 130 kit. So I think it's that one. So I, you know, this headache was, I just, I get that because I'm like the next time, maybe that's the one. 
Um, I will say Cali Beck, um, I think it's 30 C. I, when I was a teenager, I used to get, I get the, the barometric headaches. I remember whenever it was a, like right after it rained, that like kind of heavy feeling, it, it would give me, I would feel like car sick and I would get a headache. And that was kind of usually the only time I ever got headaches. And very rarely I'll kind of get that. We, I live in Florida and I will, I've taken that and that indefinitely. It never gets intense. It, it, it takes it out before it like tries to get heavy. And that is one that has worked for me. I think that the menstrual one has just been complicated. We're just trying different angles to work at it. And that's when it's been so nice having a homeopath path because mm. it, it, it gets hard sometimes when you try to do a lot of it on your own. And I think that there are people that can do a lot of it on their own. It just got really complicated for me to do it with my youngest and then with me. And then now Christina sees my six-year-old and she has a lot of skin issues and that has been hard because she like just I think she's like maybe intolerant to dust and that's just difficult I live in a house I don't know and then I'm not a clean freak you know what I mean and all we don't have pure air purifiers and stuff and I really just want her body to just kind of click on and adjust you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not really willing to change the whole environment of things. It's the same with like kind of the gluten and the dairy. I know I've had a lot of friends who, I feel like the doctors are just like, get rid of gluten and it's hold on now. I've seen so many kids and once you take that dairy out, they can't touch the stuff again. It mm -hmm. just, it hurts them. And I do not want, I want my kids to be able to eat crap food sometimes they get older and still survive I'm like I want you to be able to eat McDonald's if you have to and live through it and so I I don't want to I, I'm not a fan of taking things out I think if there's a serious serious thing going on then no I'm game not to I don't know for my kids but for me like I'm I'm willing to do like raw juicing or something if I had to like sure fasting whatever yeah okay but I think with kids I'm not quick to just take rid of things unless it was super serious for them where it was painful. We don't have anything where it's painful. Like no one said my stomach hurts so bad or you know what I mean? So I'm not super keen on like taking things out. And even Christina has been like not into that as well. And I know Joette's not super into that. So that's been encouraging for me. So I do know my, my one of my daughters, she was tooting so much. She just would too. And I, and sometimes we all have, Costco has these apricots with like probiotics on them. Listen, I don't allow, allow anyone in the household to eat. I think if I don't allow them to eat more than three, mm. because everyone will have very smelly. And then we were driving to Tennessee and I was like, that's enough. It's about to get up, breathe in here. Because we're all like eating those apricots, those dry apricots. And so she, I was telling Christina, like she has, <clears throat> she just like toots a lot. And she's not in pain or anything, but I just feel like it's excessive. And nobody else is even doing it. So I know it's not like we all have beans or something. And so she put her on like a podium 200 once every three days. And I started to notice a difference with her very quickly like I don't notice that her doing that anymore so it's it's encouraging because I feel like that could easily turn into something else 
I feel like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just kids with, I'm constantly bloating now. My pain, I have stomach pain now. And it, it's really so nice to know, okay, just put them on like a podium 200 once every three days and just let it kind of go. And I don't know why she didn't pick 30C twice a day, but the 200's been effective and it's been working. I always prefer the higher potencies because then you don't have to remember them as much to take mm-hmm. them. And I kind of always find myself looking forward to them. So like maybe this next dose is the dose that's really going to help a brute some more, you know what I mean? Or, and so I definitely look forward to the days that when I take a remedy just once. I will say I've been taking tuberculin of 200 once every 14 days. And I've been doing that for over a year. And it's one of those things you're just taking in the background. And because I kind of intolerant to dogs or the dog dander or whatever that's here. But we last, I guess it was a year ago, my, my friend who wanted to try out Idaho to see if that's the place she wanted to live. And she left her dog with us. And for three weeks straight, it's just, I mean, I, anywhere near the dog, my eyes itched so bad. My throat, it felt like I had strep throat. You know what I mean? It just hurt. And it was like, it's so itchy, like my throat and my ears itched. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is pretty bad. I don't know what I'm, I couldn't, if I want, if I pet the dog, I'd have to wash my hands right away. And I ended up falling in love with that dog. And it was a border collie. We ended up actually getting a border collie puppy in February. And it was like two months old. And I just started to notice, like I was not having the sensitivity to the dog. Now I still, I can't like snuggle all up with the dog and like pet all over. I have to wash my hands. So because I'll notice little hives, like just a bump or two of hives will pop up on my wrist or my forearm if I pet the dog, but I no longer have like chronic itchy eyes or like the throat hurting. And so I feel like it's working to some extent in the background, just kind of like helping it. Because I think, I think when I was asking Christina, she said the two, like tuberculin is like dog, like being like sensitive to dog allergy. And so she's like, yeah, I just take that once every two weeks. And I was like, okay. And so um, I'm kind of stuck with it and just keep doing it in the background. And I feel like it's doing something. I tried Bovista for a long time and maybe it was doing something. Sometimes it's hard with those ones that don't deal with the acute symptom, but they're doing something in the background. You're kind of like, I don't know if it's really made a difference with that. But I think the tuberculin is doing something. My mom actually has taken graphites 200C every three days for an extensive amount of time. And we could, she had a toe fungus for the last 15 years and it started growing in normal toenail. What? Was that yeah. the, do you, were you the one to provide the picture on that one in the group? I did. Was, okay. I, that was fantastic. Cause I sent that, I was like, right when we started our, my study, my gateway group. And I was like, look at this picture. And she would oh, have awesome. taking pictures and showing it. And she, my mom actually got her, it's what do you call it? Like she got her nail, like she got that nail surgery where they like take the oh. nail out. She went somewhere. It was like, was it post surgery or she went to a nail place? I don't remember, but she got the like, nail fungus and she even had it where they ripped her whole nail out. Jeez. It would grow back normal and it still came back. And she did, 
choose them near the tea tree oil or oregano oil. And it just doesn't, it would kind of help, but it wouldn't take it away. It's like when she would stop, it just was still this like chronic issue. And she would tell me, she's like, yeah, but the nail is still not perfect. And I'm like, you had this problem for a long time. So I'm like, and, and you have a thick nail, like that's, I'm almost wondering, maybe it's just like how it is. It doesn't look yellow anymore though. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Health and Homeopathy. Mother's Day is coming up. Head over to ilovehealthandhomeopathy.com for a free printable to share the gift of homeopathy with the moms in your life. If you join our membership through the support me button, you will receive future printables like these automatically as they are available. Happy Mother's Day to you and yours and may God bless you and bring you peace.